right. Wednesday's edition discussions of truth. You are tuned into Winwood Radio. Broadcasting out of the Winwood district of Miami, Florida, and what a show we have slated for today. I do want to mention Bruce Stanley. He is currently running for governor in the state of Florida. He will be joining us for a very quick chat next week. Okay, for about 10 minutes, we'll get him online. And uh, I believe as an independent candidate for this uh, state that is nationally a swing state or a hanging state. Hanging chads, a little pun there. Always appropriate, right? It's always appropriate. And we'll get uh, Bruce's take on how he figures to challenge the uh, well, I want to say the status quo because it's not not really the status quo, right? I mean, it's really the uh, the large corrupt. Uh, bureaucratic corporations that control the politics, the big, large, massive super PACs. Uh, I try not to get politically biased. I don't take sides politically. I think both of the large parties and probably other medium parties, they're all washed out, bought out one side or the other. Uh, you know, there's there's people out there that praise Trump. Um, I think it's most likely. Look, the guy the guy was independent for a few months, okay, somewhat self financed, and then and then what? He succumbed. He succumbed to the uh, the large money behind the Republican ticket, didn't he? Didn't he? I mean, eventually he did. So. With all the garbage that's happening in the White House, but regardless, we've got issues. We've got major issues, First Amendment rights, you name it, they're out there. And that is why I take to the airwaves every Wednesday at 5 o'clock to try to inform you. And it's not necessarily me that's doing the informing. My objective is to bring on an outstanding guest. People like Bruce Stanley trying to make a difference, doing their part. I praise that. And, you know, frankly, I don't really care what his views are. But he's he, 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 he knows... He knows of corruption, and he's trying to weed it out and root it out. And that's why I open up with the song that I do, Seek and Destroy. That's the title of that song, Seek Out Corruption and Destroy It. And if you're not going to do it, it's not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen, folks. If you are not going to take the stance and root it out and seek to destroy it, it's not going to be destroyed. Now, at the 10-minute mark from this moment, we will be hosting an incredible guest. And every guest that has joined this program, Discussions of Truth, Every guest that comes to this program has a phenomenal story to tell and has phenomenal research to tell. Last week, I was contacted by a current CIA operative. Current. That is currently undercover, working for the CIA. Contacted me and said, you've got to look into this. The story is regarding James Pars. Okay, that's an alias. But you can Google it. The Daily Beast, CNN. Those are the two biggest outlets that have been picked up by. There's some some other smaller outlets in D.C. that have been picked up. It's probably going to explode. Perhaps. But it's another whistleblower case in the CIA. It's on the verge of getting out there. John Kiriakou. Been on this program. A hero, as far as I'm concerned. Took the Bush administration to task. Called him out. For being dishonest to you, the American people. Ray McGovern. We've had some excellent and amazing American patriots on this program. But today... Of all of the research and all of the stances, today's show, you've got to take note of. Because no one has really drawn a picture regarding the crap that's being sprayed on us like Alana has. From Harp to the Strategic Defense Initiative, to what's going on in Star Wars, Space Wars, the term chemtrails. We've had Dane Wigington on this program twice. Geoengineeringwatch.org. He's doing incredible things trying to alert, sound the alarm, and tell you what's going on because they're called nanoparticles you don't even realize you're breathing them in but they're fact this is fact it's happening is it the global warming is that being used as a cover that's what we'll 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 have an incredible story from Elena excuse me Alana Alana Freeland will join this program and really help us dig in to understanding really the steps being taken globally to get the world population, which you and I are currently a part of, 
towards something called Agenda 2030. And that's really what I try to convey in my episodes, is that the big money movers... I'm not talking about the chief executive of uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. Excuse me. I'm not talking about the chief executive of the New York Times. I'm not talking about the chief executive of Ford Motor Company. I'm talking about big money movers. Those that control the banks, the international banks. Okay, Catch the uh, Daniel Estelin episode. He was on a few weeks ago. Catch him. Number one selling author in Spain. 49 weeks. Sold millions of copies of his books. And he comes to the U.S. No major publisher in New York will pick him up. He was picked up. And I'm going to mention this is, I think, the fourth, maybe the fifth week in a row I'm mentioning this, this, this company's name. They're a, a smaller, if you will, small publishing house in, in, in Oregon. Trying Day. If you really want to get into some of the roots of what's been happening in this country over the past few decades, Trine Day. Go to Trine Day. Go to Trine Day. Jay Dyer, former guest on a few weeks ago. He's also uh, published by Trine Day. But get in to what's going on globally. And it just so happens that Daniel's books are completely banned in England. Banned in England. Banned. He said it right here on this program. Last week's show has done incredibly well. Okay, I spit all the episodes right back out in iTunes for podcasters, Google Play, uh, Mixcloud. I no longer use SoundCloud. Okay, the and then that's also another way I get interaction via Twitter. I get interaction. Uh, I mean, right when Daniel, right when Daniel got off the phone, basically somebody shot me out and said, "Reschedule him." Right? I mean, he's already. I've already gotten people asking me to reschedule Daniel. Daniel is stealing uh, Mexico's top journalism award two years in a row, and it's what? It's not good enough for the U.S. Not good enough for you, America. That's not good enough for you. Well, it's not good enough for England. They banned him. Right? We are a standard of hope. We don't take sides, do we, America? Do we take sides? We want truth, liberty, and justice. What does Lady Liberty stand there outside of New York for, anyway? Right? Bring me your huddling masses. You're sick. You're hungry. That's what we stand for. Okay. Buzz Patterson, former Bill Clinton aide, joined us last week. What was his main story? Other than, well, you know, hey, Bill Clinton, he he missed, he missed, he didn't let anybody know. He it just so happens that he missed misplaced the nuclear codes for a couple of months. Yeah, nobody knew about it. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, okay. That is that is that symbolic of how he views his job as chief executive officer or viewed past tense? It's been a couple decades now. But that's what Buzz spoke about. Buzz was uh, within two minutes earshot of the president for two years, at all times, at a house in the room in our White House. Knew what was going on. The Monica Lewinsky garbage. You knew what was going on, and he said it. He, he said it. Clinton was controlled by means above him. 
That's really the state of your White House. That's really nothing against Donald Trump. But you're telling me that of Harvard, Yale, Stanford, all the great institutions, Princeton, all the great institutions on the grace this country? I, okay, fine. Yeah, Trump went to Wharton. All right, fine. Yeah, did he graduate? I don't know, but he went to Wharton. But well, you're telling me of all the brilliant minds in this in this in this country, and that's who we've got. I mean, nothing against Donald. Nothing against him. Good for him. If I could be if I could be president, maybe I would. But the fact of the matter is, of all the 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 folks in the pool, all the brains out there. Did I want Hillary? You know, did I want the Georgia? No. These these large families, these large. They're just symbolic of the, these large corporations. Okay, fine, whatever. I'll drop that. Buzz Patterson, he did very, very well. We are pleased to have him on the program last week. Next week, former JAG lawyer, retired CIA opera- operations officer, Charles Faddis. Okay, Sam Faddis. Confirmed Carl Denninger, October 3rd. His book, Lever-Edge. Lever-Edge. Widely considered a founding member of the Tea Party. Soon after began to grow to national prominence, he began to distance himself as he was realizing that it began to align way too similar to another national political party that were not aligned to his beliefs. Yeah, the Tea Party. Right? What happened? What happened to Boston Harbor? Yeah, the tea got overthrown because those folks weren't going to pay those taxes to the British Crown. How far removed is the British crown? We're speaking their language still. How far removed is the British crown from your politics? Not a good question, right? And mid-October, old demigod. Coup d'etat is the book that he's written. Coup d'etat. Okay, he won the 2017 Prague Peace Prize. And go to my website, iantrotier.com, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Dot com. I've got her listed featured guest, Cynthia McKinney. Joined the program about a month ago. Look into what she's doing. An incredible woman, incredible politician, fighting for your rights, our rights, out of, out of the great state of Georgia. Donate to the program. Donate to Winwood Radio. We are donation-driven. This is independent. I don't run any ads. Completely independent. This is free speech at its best. And I thank you for tuning in. I will be right back with Alana Freeland.
Okay, welcome back. This is your host for Discussions of Truth every Wednesday, 5 o'clock. At about the 5.15 mark, we always have a guest. This week, we are graced with the presence of incredible researcher, Elana Freeland. Elana, can you hear me? Yes, Ian, I can. Welcome to Windward Radio. Thanks for taking your time out to join us today. Alana, for listeners, I've mentioned a little bit about you, but um, I really hyped you up because I'm really, really impressed with what you've done and what how you have basically interpreted many of the different elements in global reality uh, that we're faced with as, 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 as commoners, in a sense, but most importantly as, as American citizens. And you, you kind of paint a really interesting picture of how to look at things. And, and one of the things I like to do for listeners is to kind of get them to think about the future and the, the, what, what the big banks are, what type of future do they want to create for us? And so we talk about agenda. Well, I don't really talk about it, but but to get listeners to think about, you know, like agenda twenty thirty. Yeah, I mean, and 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 as we kind of go about our day, our nine to five, you know, we don't really think about that that type of a future. And and oh, could there be some type of a could there be some type of a big picture for these larger banks to you know to try to create? For us, well, yes. Charlotte Eiserbit has been on this program, and she wrote the dumbing, the, de- the deliberate dumbing down of America. Yes, people could possibly be trying to pigeonhole the average day, everyday Americans. But before we get, Alana, tell us a little bit about yourself. And something that strikes me as very interesting is that you actually met with John F. Kennedy in the Rose Garden when he was president. Oh, yes. I'd love to start with Kennedy because recently Trump had uh, a bunch of revelations come out in some of the documentation that the CIA has been holding on to for half a century. Um, I was a girls' nation representative. I had gone to girls' state, which is basically where a handful of girls are picked out of various towns in a state and uh, some of the teachers or some parents or whoever think that they might have some sort of special uh, abilities, uh, maybe political. And uh, I had gone to Girls State and been my campaign ma- the campaign manager for my party, and we won by a landslide. So my name was quite uh, well known, and then my last name being Freeland, of course, that, would, that probably helped. And then the 800 girls elected me to go to Girls Nation, which was the same year that Bill Clinton I didn't know him, but he was at uh, Boys Nation, and he was in the Rose Garden when I was in the Rose Garden, uh, and had many photo ops taken of him, whereas for me, I only had a couple, three pictures maybe, when uh, John Kennedy came into the Rose Garden, and his wife at that time was giving birth to Patrick, who, as you know, didn't make it. And uh, he was concerned, but he was very delightful to us, girls and boys from across the country. And then he did mention that I looked a bit like his wife, and uh, I became a celebrity overnight for my 15 minutes (laughs) of fame. And uh, when I returned to my home state, I I had to give talks to the civic groups that had paid for my trip. And um, then when he was killed, murdered like a dog in the street, uh, three months later, 
uh, I was invited back to talk again about my time in the Rose Garden with John Kennedy. And this time my, my speaking was not met with smiles and applause, but with sobs and people running from the room, uh, overwhelmed. I mean, it's hard to believe that Americans were once like that, but they were. We were just, uh, just absolutely dumbfounded when a sitting president was murdered on television, mind you, on television around the world, uh, and not one person has ever served any time over that. Alana, as you can tell, I'm still yeah. incensed about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I I didn't experience that. I, I don't go back. I, I was I came in in the mid '70s, but um, certainly growing up, I I I know from you know teachers in high school or or parents. Um, you know, the pr- profound impression that JFK had on this nation. There was a real sense of of hope. And, and this I don't, I, this country hasn't hasn't seen anything like that in, in, politically, I don't think, since no. John Kennedy. And, and there have been repercussions ever since that day. I mean, let me shock you. Did you know that George H.W. Bush was a CIA agent at that time and was the agent in charge of the shooter teams waiting for Kennedy uh, on Elm Street? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've heard that. I, 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 I don't know if I can say I know that for a fact, but yes, I've heard, I've heard that 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 is accurate. Yeah, yes. I mean, now there's so many books out, and you can, you know, it, it, people say, oh well, you know, do you know who? Well. Yeah, I kind of know. There were about five groups involved in that assassination. But let's go on from there. The point is that not only were those conspirators uh, rewarding each other over the last half century, all the way to the son of that man I mentioned, serving two terms as president, uh, but uh, that uh, the cabal that that was represented there— has uh, dominated and dragged this country through the mud ever since. And so um, I, have, I have done a great deal of research on that before I ever hit the so-called chemtrails movement, uh, the geo- which is really the geoengineering movement. The, by the way, the term chemtrails yeah. comes from the U.S. Air Force Academy. Uh, in case anyone thinks it's a conspiracy theory word, no, 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 that's a military word. We got it from the military. Uh, and uh, that, too, is involved in this because the defense contractors that run the geoengineering programs that I am railing against and trying to educate the American people about, were also involved in that assassination under wow. the moniker of a, an association called DISC, D-I-S-C, uh-huh. uh, Defense Intelligence Security Council. So, uh, you know, it's all tied together, Ian. It's all tied together. How about that? Yeah. Um, well, yeah uh, I, I started this road... Um. Uh, uh, well, I started about two years ago when when the Zika virus came came ashore. Uh, I'm originally from California. I've been in Florida for about five years. And um, a, a good friend of mine said, "You've got to look into this pesticide." There's a, there's a minor outrage. There's a small group that's just totally outraged about this pesticide. I started looking in, looking into this this pesticide, Alana, and 
the 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 dots that I began adding up, I mean, it was just, just blew me away. The pesticide uh, was created in the 1950s by Chevron Chemical Corporation by a study out of UC Berkeley uh, in in the 80s. The largest shareholders of that of that that company were the Rockefellers. What would alarm me was that the Zika virus is a patent, and 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 if you have property credentials, you can actually order a a vi- a, 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 a strain of the Zika virus. The patent is owned by the Rockefeller Foundation. And I thought, wait, that's that's just that's like an oxymoron. And so, so then from there, I began uh, being connected to a, a fellow out of uh, Stanford uh, named Anthony Sutton. And Anthony Sutton, oh, yeah, Sutton, you're yeah. familiar with him. Okay, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, so Anthony Sutton basically had delivered a speech in 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 in, in Miami Beach in in 1972 for for I believe it was the Republican uh, National Convention. When he returned back to Palo Alto, he was he was uh, he was scolded for for giving out the information that he had given, and what he had given was basically saying, "Hey, here's uh, you know, there's 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 CIA or there's there's." Uh, I'm not a, I haven't read the manuscript, but it basically he was saying that 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 this group out of Yale that is commonly referred to as the Skull and Bones, Prescott Bush, was uh, was a was a president of a of one of the main bankers financing the the Hitler regime, and then he was all, certainly obviously financing uh, financing American interests. So so he was financing both ends of the spectrum. And what 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 Sutton began to talk about was something called the Hegelian dialectic, uh, mm-hmm. which which is which you know it basically uh, gets at um, it gets at gets at supporting both sides of the spectrum, and then regardless regardless of the outcome. You're gonna you're gonna win. I mean, and, and, you know, in, in, in very kind of minor 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 uh, terms, that's kind of the the overall um, uh, 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 idea uh, behind this Hegelian dialectic. But um, one of the reasons I've had um, Charlotte Eisenbit on, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with her or not, but Charlotte um, was a was a senior um, ad- advisor for the Department of Education of the Reagan, and she began to uh, take opposition to. Um, to a program called BEST, which is the Betterment of Education through Science and Technology, which was basically taking the power away from the parents and public education and giving them to the state, and then from there, kind of, um, kind of threading them into um, technology. And so she says, "Well, I have a problem with that. That's not. That's not. You know, the parents should really should have that right." And so she was she was fired for for her opposition to uh, to to the program best. And from there, she went on and wrote uh, a, a, a deliberate her book, "The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America." But yes. you know, all of this, like you said. All of this kind of, and by the way, what I was going to mention to you is that uh, Mark Shaw, who's been a pro- uh, guest on the program twice, has written a book. Now he's and he's also signed a deal um, uh, uh, with a, a group tied to Paramount, which hopefully works out well for him. Um, to 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 take his book, which is called the Dorothy, uh, the reporter who knew too much, the Dorothy Kilgallen story. He's written. Oh he's yes, written, right. I saw that on your site. Yes, yes. Thank you for looking. Um, and so he's written he's written part one now, and now he's completed part two. So finalizing maybe a time for him to come back on and talk about part two but what he and he was he was he was a pretty uh, pretty well um, respected lawyer in in california and tied into san francisco societies and los angeles societies um but he something caught his eye about dorothy the dorothy kilgallen story and that's tight she was she was she was very uh, very close to john f kennedy and um right. and and it, it, it what he argues in his book 
is that uh, is that is that the barbiturates, which is what I, I believe the official uh, um, uh, autopsy uh, says on her, the, the, that's incorrect. He says that he, she was murdered because uh, she knew too much. She she was she was an investigative reporter um, uh, in in really her spare time. That was that was her love. And um, and, and 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 Mark argues that that uh, that her killer is still out there. Is still out there, and um, and and he's actually made contact with 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 him. I think he, I think he says he resides in Michigan, but but the, he, he was he was hired to knock her, knock Dorothy off because she knew too much about exactly what you're talking about. These cabals, these who uh, who who killed JFK? Of course, that's a that's a very a very impossible question for an outsider to to answer because there's. There's so many different layers to, to the possible the possibility of who was it? Was it tied into the Vatican, or was it you know was it tied into the British Crown? You know, where was it really tied into? But let me ask you, Alana, what was your impression? You met the president one on one. What was your impression of him when you met him? Well, I was a 15 year old girl, and um, I was uh, amazed that he plucked me out of the crowd yeah. it was uh, over a hundred kids standing there um and uh i did kind of look like his wife at that time uh <laughs> and um when i sat beside him for just a few minutes uh i i i i sensed i was in the presence of a what I think is called a Mahatma, a, a great soul. And um, that sounds kind of silly after all the things that they've said about him, about sleeping with Marilyn Monroe and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, um, I've done a great deal of research on him and Mary Pinchot Meyer, uh, his uh, so-called girlfriend. And um, I came to the conclusion that uh, he was pretty wet behind the ears uh, elite white boy when he entered office uh, with the 100,000 votes that Meyer Lansky threw for his father in uh, Illinois. Uh, but uh, he had changed. He had changed immensely as he realized with Bobby's help uh, who was really running things. And he had really discovered the CIA uh, was actually um, was actually founded by Reinhard Galen, uh, head general of the Nazis of the Eastern Front, and that with uh, Reinhard Galen and Alan Dulles and John Foster Dulles, that uh, that the CIA had been founded and was not what it seemed. And now we're fifty years down the road, yeah. and um, there's so many things he was onto. Of course, as a girl, I didn't know that, but I really sensed that I was uh, sitting next to someone great. I also had the bizarre sense that I had known him before. Wow. Uh, now, I didn't know anything about things like reincarnation or any of that at that time. So I was, to put it short, I was I was absolutely overwhelmed and thrilled. And I would say that, uh, Ian, that was the event that uh, that thrust me into the destiny I'm still on. And what, what is your home state? Is it Washington? Well, I was born in Missouri on a kitchen table in Cora County on a farm. Okay, <laughs> cool. And uh, and and uh, that was my home state at that time. Uh huh. Okay. Now and then you 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 had lived in England for a while before moving. Well, I lived this all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I'm a real gypsy. Um, uh, 
But uh, when I got back from England, I moved back to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I had gone to grad school at St. John's College. Fabulous pr- program, by the way. And, um, and I, uh, that's where I met Clifford Carnicum, the independent scientist who uh, had done the lion's share of original research into what the chemical trails in the sky coming from jets in the beautiful azure skies of northern New Mexico were dropping. Uh, He was collecting that from his HEPA filter and in the precipitation that was coming down and analyzing it. And he really, in the late 90s, began the quest to to discover what was going on up there and now we know it was geoengineering and that that particular program the one that I've written two books on so far uh, was uh, actually um, uh, called a project cloverleaf and it is national security it's classified and uh, we are lied to consistently about how geoengineering is something they may have to do someday. Gee whiz, wouldn't that be terrible? Uh, but the truth is, we've we've been the uh, the guinea pigs and uh, petri dishes for that program for two decades. Alana, well said. I, let's let's back up a, a moment before we, we we start getting into. I it, it it's I think it's very difficult. Now I was I was. I was sprayed by a neurotoxin. This is according to the European Union. It's uh, 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 Dibrom or Nele, those are both trade names for it, uh, is banned completely in, in Europe. Yet, yet it was approved to be sprayed over a human population here in Wynwood and also in Miami Beach two years ago to combat the threat of the, quote, Zika virus. And, what, yeah, and I mentioned already a couple of things that tied into the Rockefeller Foundation that, that set me off. But what also set me off was 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 that I contacted people at the I contacted uh, high high level researchers MDs PhDs at uh, the New England Medical uh, Journal uh, Medicine and also Lancet in the UK and I couldn't get one single confirmation that right. that that Zika directly cause causes microcephaly not a single person could tell me that yet a study out of Sweden. Uh, which is which is really the backbone that called the, the, why the union uh, made it illegal to be sprayed in Europe. Uh, a study out of Sweden says that the pesticide uh, does indeed itself directly cause microcephaly. And of course, the the outbreak happened uh, just shortly after the uh, I think it was the Summer Olympics in Brazil uh, a, a, a couple of years ago. But if we back up a little bit, as a 15-year-old here, which is very interesting, right? As a 15-year-old, you're actually, you're, you're, you're gracing the, present, the presence of John F. Kennedy, uh, but you're also in the presence of uh, a future uh, U.S. president, Bill Clinton. You didn't, of course, neither of you knew at the time, but what's interesting, Bill Clinton goes on to uh, become a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford, and then also um, uh, uh, studying at, at Georgetown. And it was, and it was time, his time at Georgetown, and last week, I actually, when the program had uh, the the the, the uh, very fortunate of, of having a former Clinton aide uh, with us. Last week we had Buzz Buzz Patterson uh, join the program, uh, who was with the with 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 the then president for for two years as his right hand man. But what's what's interesting is that uh, Carol Quigley, uh, you may be familiar with that name, Carol Quigley. Oh yes, oh yes, great book, Tragedy and Hope. Right, and so and and, what's, and so Buzz last week he he'd never heard of Carol Quigley, but Carol Quigley is tied right in to these kind of uh, philosophical um, uh, schools, if you will, 
of uh, this Hegelian dialectic uh, 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 and, 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 and the skull and bones and, and, and whatnot. And the round table. Don't forget the round table. Well said. Thank you, Ilana. The, the round table. So as a 15-year-old in D.C., of course, you, you've, 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 you've walked the path that you've walked and, 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 and a very noble. But as a 15-year-old, what was your vision uh, for your own future? Well, at that time, uh, I uh, I had already skipped two grades and was about wow. to graduate high school. I graduated early. I was, I guess, what you call a prodigy, but uh, emotionally, I was sort of uh, very messed up because of my childhood. Uh, and I, at that time, was considering, um, my father was a PhD who happened, uh, he was in organic chemistry, and he uh, I subsequently found years later, found out by accident that he had worked for the Office of Navy Intelligence his entire life. Oh my God! And had been under uh, secrecy, and probably uh, that was why he was so weird. Uh, and uh, I thought I was going to go to a top ten and uh, and become a PhD myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a very smart kid, mm-hmm. uh, but. You know, the 60s happened. What can I say? The 60s <laughs> happened and cracked open Pandora's box on America, Vietnam, MKUltra. Uh-huh. I mean, you name it. Suddenly out came all the boogie woogies that uh, I had no idea were in that. And I can only imagine that John Kennedy uh, was also in a path of discovery of what was really going on in the United States, and he set himself the task of uh, beginning to uh, pull it out by the root, just the same as, I I really believe this guy Trump is, uh, this maverick Trump, is attempting to pull out by the root something as well, and it must have to do with that cabal that we've been subject to for 50 years. Uh Describe what that cabal is in in your view. Describe for listeners how you see that cabal. What is that cabal? I could go go really far into this because, see, I did all the research to write a series I wrote called Sub Rosa America, uh, uh, a history of the deep state. And that is a fictional format, but uh, very, very based on all the ugly history I pulled up from Operation Paperclip after World War II Mm. to these families you've mentioned, the Rockefellers and on and on, the Bush family, etc., in order to see what had happened to this country. I mean, people can say all they want who aren't as old as I am and as as weathered uh, in this fight to uh, save a a republic, but that uh, this, this was not the America we knew then. Oh, yeah, okay, you can say it's a horse and buggy thing. Oh, yeah, she's old. She, you know, it was back in the way, way back. No, 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 this was a republic. We were just facing what Eisenhower had warned us of Mm -hmm. about the military-industrial complex. We hadn't even begun to unwrap what the heck he meant by that. Right. Only in subsequent years did I realize how, how... uh, I was really angry at him that he'd been playing golf all those years and had let Nixon, uh, you know, run fascist all sorts of things with his his Nazi buddies. Uh, But he did try to warn us on his way out. And I think he probably did it on his way out because he was afraid of being killed, as John Kennedy subsequently was. Right, right. And and I think for listeners to really understand um, uh, the root of this. 
so, so by the time Eisenhower is talking about this military-industrial complex, the root of it had already been in place for decades because it, because it really went to Woodrow Wilson in the passing of the Federal Reserve Act. Yes. And it, it, we've had G. Edward Griffin uh, join us before, and, and, and the creature from Ed Jekyll Island uh, describes that in, in, in great detail. A great um, book. A great book. So let's, Alana, let's get into, if you will, and, and, and Dane Wigington has been on the program a couple times, and, and are you familiar with Dane and Geoengineering Watch? Oh, yes. Okay, good. So, he, so he's, he's described a little bit to us uh, what's going on in, in, in our air, but your encounter with Clifford Carnicom sounds fairly fascinating. Can, can you describe to us what happened there? Yes, uh, I differ greatly from Dane, by the way, uh, and I, I believe I'm the first writer to actually dig deep into the military role okay. uh, in this chemtrails, uh, uh, ionospheric heater, uh, weather engineering uh, science that is now a daily fare in our ionized atmosphere. The second book I wrote, the first book I wrote was uh, was really with Clifford's help. Uh, it was called Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. And the Full Spectrum Dominance is a military doctrine, uh, in, uh, and I was only uh, uh, parroting it uh, because it, it, it ended up being really pivotal. Uh, I, I realized in writing that book, and Clifford helped me through Chapter 2, where I deconstructed uh, uh, Bernard Eastland's patent for HARP in 1987 that subsequently uh, really explained the need for uh, these chemical trails, the particulates on a nanoscale that are distributed through the fuel system, through the combustion chamber of jets, both military and commercial, but also that there may be an even supplementary system on the jets. It looks to me from a, an Italian engineer who, who went on record and online, and uh, basically, and then I never heard from him again, uh, that the, under the wings, between the, uh, the wing and the uh, combustion chamber, are ducts uh, that are uh, are really uh, delivering something with what's coming out of the combustion chamber. So all of that ended up being a delivery system. This is not just about oh gee we have to fly all these jets. Too bad, too bad. We're gonna and we're also dumping fuel before we land because we don't want to fire. So too bad for the uh, citizens below. Uh, no, it it actually was purposefully done and uh, was about keeping the atmosphere ionized so that uh, wireless operations, wireless transmissions, far beyond over-the-horizon submarine contact, far beyond that, uh, could uh, be made to happen 24-7. And, and that's what I learned from uh, Eastland's patent, uh, how, that, how those two systems work together, the chemical trails with the nanoparticulates of conductive metals in it, and, uh, and, and the jets flying, and the rockets uh, launching from Wallops there on the East Coast where you are, uh, and Florida down there at Cape Canaveral, at Kennedy, et cetera, and all the way over to Houston and, uh, and Edwards Air Force Base in California. All these 
uh, and that, that's not even mentioning the Elon Musk type right. private launch pads that are now operant and launching masses of small satellites to uh, to be an addendum to the 5G system that is being imposed on all of us now. So what I discovered through Clifford helping in the initially, and then I launched off after I was on coast to coast one night, I had hundreds of people contacting me, and one of them was a former tower erector named Billy Hayes. And Billy Hayes became absolutely invaluable to me. He had been programmed under MK Ultra mm. for elect, uh, electromagnetics, and he was like a dictionary, like an encyclopedia set for me when it came to the technical aspects of the technology that I was trying to blow the whistle on by building a big picture for the American to understand mm -hmm. how big this is. This is the space age, mm -hmm. and we are all plugged in to this uh, ionized atmosphere now, thanks to HARP. The, the HARP experiments, thank to the, thanks to the hundreds of ionospheric heaters now all over the world and radar installations and NEXRADs and, uh, and laser systems. I mean, we are so plugged into the electromagnetic, even our own cell phones. By the way, I don't own one. Uh, they, they are like weapons. This is all weaponized. And we, our bodies are being weaponized by breathing in this crap not just the uh, conductive metals, but try. how about sensors? How about smart dust all being delivered in the stratosphere and falling down earthward eventually to be breathed in on a nanoscale? Our bodies, our immune systems don't even recognize what that crap is. And they're so small, they're just boring through uh, our, the blood-brain barrier. I mean, this, if people are, it's, you know, it's not just the dumbing down of America through the education process and the boob tube TV. It is now a matter of particulates in our bodies and brains that are, is really, really finishing the job as far as I'm concerned. So how does, um, well, let me, let me ask, in, in your research and your view, who, who is really orchestrating this? Well, we have to go to the defense contractors, don't we? And when you mention, I mean, I can say right away, Lockheed Martin runs the whole uh, space fence that I wrote about in the second book, which I've just sort of described in an anecdotal way, uh, and it, it goes much deeper in the book. Uh, and then Raytheon, hey, Raytheon owned all the uh, uh, all of the uh, HARP patents. Uh, you know, and then there's L3, and then there's SAIC, and, and, I mean, you just run through these big, giant, war-starting, weapons-manufacturing corporations, and we're back with Eisenhower and the warning. They are running it, but who's running them? Right. Well, I have to say, I have to give credit where credit is due to the CIA. Yeah. The CIA and its InQtel investment arm have gone briefcase. They are big bucks, briefcase boys now. So, so when you have that kind of intelligence factor in, in this program, and even the fuel is classified, Ian, you can't get the formula for fuel for commercial or military jets now. So this is an intelligence operation. It's a national security operation. And we're the, we're the guinea pigs. We're the sheep down here 
being shot down by our own uh, our own our own biological system that cannot recognize this nanoscale of attack. And if you if you were to if if this if this cabal uh, transcends uh, international boundaries, that would be uh, yeah. As, as Americans, we uh, we we subject ourselves to to our constitution, our Bill of Rights. Um, if if this cabal uh, that's funding this uh, this regime, this military regime, if it transcends um, uh, these international lines, where where would the weight of it then uh, be centered? Well. I would have to say there's about a half dozen uh, agencies that I could name. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one, I mean, uh, let me see if I've got that list here. Um, I would say, to give you an example, NASA, no. NASA is an errand boy. And its primary job is to uh, do the PR and lie to us consistently about everything. I really, once I see that NASA has uh, composed something on the internet, Mm -hmm. I don't know whether I should even read it, uh, because I'm going to have to really decipher how much is true and how much is spin. Um, uh, There are agencies like the NGA, the, uh, this is a new one uh, that you probably haven't heard of, and it's very important. The NGA is the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. And they are in charge, basically, of all the data that is being uh, vacuumed up by all the surveillance satellites up there. Uh, They're involved in the ISS. They're involved in the space program and in the secret space program, which is very important. Catherine Austin Fitz, the investment analyst, she's a big fan of my book. Um, she, uh, She is the one who has blown the whistle on the secret space program and the absolute vanish vanishing act of twenty one trillion dollars oh uh, that has been poured into the secret space program. Now, I don't really go into that too much in the book because um, I would have to justify. Uh, that financial drain, and I didn't want to spend, I really wanted to just paint a huge picture of why people are getting sick, why Alzheimer's at one end of life and autism at the other end of life are just skyrocketing. And it's primarily because of what we're breathing in on a nanoscale. And uh, yes, let's name aluminum. That is also in the vaccinations, right? Aluminum. Right. Uh, But it's other things. We're, We're just... We're just walking sensors in a way, and we are walking petri dishes for pathogens and uh, fu- even fungi from the stratosphere from way high up. Uh, w- what's up with this? Uh, and it has to be the Nazification of the space program way back with Werner von Braun and, uh, and Dornberger, his, his boss, who was here as well. All of the paperclip Nazis whose records were scrubbed and we took everything they learned about MKUltra and about uh, anti-gravity propulsion Mm -hmm. and we gave them carte blanche in all of our bases, 
our hospitals, our universities. I mean, the Nazification of America, so that I can't really point the finger at two, three, four. Uh, I'd have to say, who are the head honchos in each of these organizations that says uh, how high when someone says jump? And as far as who's saying jump, I have to go back to the dynastic families. You've been naming them. And I would have to go to Nazi organizations that are probably still sub rosa. Yeah, well, well said, Alana. Well said. I, I, I've had, you've gone down the nine eleven, and 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 it, it just uh, the nine eleven kind of narrative that it was uh, done by um, a, a group, a, a religious group um, that controls um, international banking, and um, Christopher Bolin, if you're familiar with who that is. Uh, it was it was the person that came on the program and 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 and, uh, and and tied tied that into but 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 I think it, it were you know you're you're kind of going down a, a German uh, Nazi ish uh, uh, kind of road and even what I think a lot of listeners don't realize is is even if in in England where you you lived in England um, mm-hmm. that banking center in England. Um, uh, is basically running the uh, the political system in in many ways, like the like like DC or well in 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 the U.S. is kind of like Wall Street. Wall Street runs the the political system here, and mm-hmm, a lot of yeah. that a lot of that banking system in England anyway it has uh, predominant German ties. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not blaming Germans yeah. because uh, Nazis, uh, heck, there's American Nazis, uh, you know, they're just like Satanism. To me, it's all the same. There are British Satanists, there are American Satanists, there are uh, German Nazis, American Nazis. You know, it's it's the quality of what was allowed to happen in America right. uh, a long time ago, and it's being run out, and it's, it's bearing its own ugly dark fruit and 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 lately uh the present president he's the first president i know of maybe i haven't been paying attention but i don't think so he's the first president who's going after pedophilia and pedophiles and a lot of people think oh well that's nice the poor children it's not just about the children though of course it's about children imagine having a life uh, of abuse from the time you're born uh, what kind of person are you going to become? How are you going to build a fantastic world? Well, you're not. But it is primarily to me about pedophilia being the glue that holds criminal cabals together. If a guy is not a pedophile naturally or unnaturally, if you choose, uh, then he will be drugged with burundanga or, uh, or, or some other CIA concoction. Uh, that will make him do whatever he's told to do, and it'll be filmed, and he'll be blackmailed for the rest of his life. Uh, I think this is what's happened in America. I think that pedophilia blackmail has worked wonders here just uh, for the uh, cabal, just the same as it worked wonders in the UK, which has its wonderful private school system where elite boys are sent to learn to be pedophiles. So uh, this this is key that um, this president has gone after the pedophiles 
I would say that was the number one thing he did when he entered office. Uh, and uh, I, I look at it that um, I'm not blaming Germans. I, I know a lot of Germans. I'm, I'm a student of Rudolf Steiner. I mean, you know, he wrote in German. I have nothing against Germans. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm opposed to a certain type of anti-human uh, religion, I suppose you have to call it. I don't like to call it religion, but it is a belief system. Mm-hmm. And that would include the Nazis, that would include the Satanists, that would include people who just hate people and really get off on making them suffer. And that sort of quality has taken hold of America by the throat. And I'm sure that many people wonder how the heck it happened. And that's why I wrote the Sub Rosa uh, series. And now I'm pursuing a uh, the, the geoengineering piece which is basically going to turn all of us into transhumanist cyborgs uh, in a wireless fashion remotely through the uh, nanobots that are swimming in our bloodstream. I'm very concerned about that. Yeah, and and do you have, Elana, do you have any comments in regards to... um something something termed disaster capital that is that is that is uh, and and maybe how it, how it, how it uh how it, how it how it threads into um uh to to chem chem chemtrails and that and whatnot but yeah, but the, yeah. go ahead i I've, i mention it all the time i'm grateful to naomi klein for her shock doctrine because it gave me the term disaster capitalism which is you know what do you think those california fires were about right. you think that was a natural forest fire that wasn't a natural forest fire it does. Natural forest fires don't leave trees standing and melt metal and rubber in, uh, from tires. They don't, they don't do that. That for that you need to go to Dr. Judy Wall, uh, Wood's book. Yeah. Where did the towers go? And go back to 9/11 and start looking at those pictures very carefully and her excellent captions and her text to understand that that was a showcase directed energy weapon assault. That was that the those who did that felt free to use 3,000 Americans for their showcase mm. to the rest of the world of ha ha ha. Look what we have as a weapon. You were worried about nuclear devastation. Well, you better start worrying about uh, scalar weapons, uh, directed energy weapons that can come out of nowhere in a second. The same as happened uh, in the California fires. You know, I mean, that was disaster capitalism happening on one side. So the guys who are are buying, you know, uh, 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 the stock options and derivatives on uh, weather derivatives, which are very uh, like skyrocketing now, uh, they made money. And then you can bring in the Halliburtons uh, to uh, reconstruct, and then you can change the zoning of area, er, uh, the right. area, and then uh, those people will never see their house again. So that what what else is that? But uh, you know, okay, it's going to pump up the the uh, economy in that er- area, but at what cost to human human beings? This is what I mean. If you can translate these things going on as policy now and, and see how the lies and deception about weather, quote unquote, what is weather? Is there any natural weather? Not to my knowledge. There's no natural weather left other than when it's coming off the South Pacific, when you have a nice little moisture system coming off the South Pacific, and then pretty soon, zoom, here come the geoengineers with their lasers and their radar installations and their plans for the latest tornadoes in in Kansas. 
and the latest uh, floods in Europe. I mean, this this is another world. We're living in space age. This is not the one John Kennedy had in mind. This is a weaponized uh, space age, and uh, it is disguised on Earth uh, and shrouded and shrouded by a wireless system that is being dual used uh, by civilians. Yes, but the military, the military, they gave us our cell phones. They gave us our computers, they gave us our TVs, they gave us all our technology, and they still feel like they own it. And they're they're setting everything up for full-spectrum dominance. Right, and, and that's, that's... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, that's what it means. I mean, full-spectrum dominance of what spectrum? Well, all spectrums. Let's start with the electromagnetic spectrum. They have their own frequencies, and they have access to our frequencies. Do we have access to their frequencies? No, we don't. But they have access to ours. And I'm not just talking about frequencies of our 60 hertz in our walls or the Internet of Things now that, you know, computerized dishwashers and cars and things, uh, and even the iPhone, the cell phone. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the frequencies of our emotions, the frequencies of our thoughts, this is all known. That's what MK Ultra brought to the table of full spectrum dominance. And so these frequencies, if we're pulsed by these frequencies by means of the system around us that we are now plugged into, and they're bringing the 5G on as well, right. well, what can I say? You're going to talk about democracy and freedom? I don't mm -hmm. think so. Right, right, right. It, it, how does How does any of this play... Or, well, how does this play into what's happening at CERN? I oh, yes, CERN. Well, for CERN, I highly recommend you bring the man on who spends every day thinking about CERN. I'm sure there are probably other people, but he's a personal friend now, um, and his name is Anthony Patch. Um, he uh, has answered questions for me on CERN, and um, yes, you are absolutely right that CERN is part of the secret space program and the overt space program that President Trump now has admitted in the fashioning of uh, the, uh, what's it called, the Space Force, the latest name. It was called Space Corps before when it got shot down, no pun intended. And now it's the Space Force. Um, the admission that we are running a space program is still uh, like oil on water for the average American. Uh, you know, they're used right. to Star Wars and uh, Star Trek. Uh, they they are not at all being um, told by the mainstream media, right. which I do not trust at all, uh, about this program and the fallout, uh, literally the fallout of the program that we are breathing uh, and, uh, you know, I, I resent that. I, I greatly resent that. And, uh, and the, uh, the space fence is the means by which we will remain plugged into what I call uh, an electronic incarceration or an ele uh, electronic gulag uh, concentration camp. Take your pick. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not answering your question exactly, but I just thought of something I need to bring up. Is that all right, Ian? Absolutely. All right. I need to, in great respect and um, 
and compassion bring up the targeted individuals in America now and okay. around the world. Yeah. In America, I uh, conservatively estimate, and I do know at least one to two dozen targeted individuals, um, uh, that 1.5 million people are being used as guinea pigs for directed energy weapons, this pulsing and frequency that I am talking about, uh, and the weapons that serve uh, that kind of control that is remote. Uh, I, I need to mention them because this is going on uh, right under our noses and uh, we, we don't know what to believe. I can, I, I can completely understand that. Suddenly you're, you have a relative who's saying to you that they're hearing voices and, uh, and you know, they, they can't sleep and their, uh, their hair is falling out and uh, it's not cancer. And, um, you know, these, they're, they're saying they're being followed. They're saying that uh, they're meeting people on the sidewalk who are repeating phrases that they were just saying on the phone to a friend. Uh, you know, whoa, what's happening to my relative or my friend? I guess they're going crazy. So uh, they, of course, go to the hospital. They go maybe to a doctor or something, and then they're sent down to the psych ward for a psych eval. And, uh, and then it's the wrong diagnosis. You know, it's schizophrenia or it's right. something else. Right. Uh, uh, it's uh, what's that one where you have you have, go up and you go down? Bipolar. It's bipolar. Mm -hmm. It's this. It's that. Uh, when we don't know the technology because it's classified, and, uh, and, and we're being used as the guinea pigs. This is absolutely untenable, and that's why I always go back to the Nazi frame of mind. It's the, it's the only historical litmus I have that at all uh, looks like what I'm seeing, where you know, you're using whole groups of people uh, for your experiments, and you're lying about it. And, you know, it's just that the black vans aren't pulling up at night uh, yet. Maybe right. in the ghetto they already are. So, so you know, blow whistle, blow whistle, blow whistle. Uh, and yet, poor Americans, huh? They're, they're, they're just dealing with so much now. And they're in debt. And, <laughs> right, like yeah. you're you know, I mean, it's just, how do they know? What, 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 Ilana? What should I pay? You know, I, I really feel for people. Um, but, you know, it's that Chinese... Uh, curse uh may you be born in interesting times <laughs> i've been thinking a lot about that lately you know yeah i see why it was a curse <laughs> yeah wow okay so uh, so we've got we've got cern and um yeah what's interesting is that the world wide web right is started from cern so it's you know the part of part of this if if people try to start to connect the dots the internet connects is now connecting each and every one of us. Of course, uh, we're, we're we're a bit far from the seven billion that, that walk the planet, but we're uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what the numbers would be. Certainly half of that, I would, I would assume. Um, so there's there's a whole kind of does this does in your view does this kind of with the with the chemtrails and 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 the the with the um, the space fence and then this this concept of a controlling. A, a, a you know a new world order a, the, the the global population um, is there uh, is 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 how how does how does how does how does CERN uh, play into that is it is it an epicenter of all of what's going on here or is it an epicenter it um, okay so. 
I have an entire chapter on CERN in the uh, most recent book. It's called, uh, it'll give you a clue, The Temple of CERN. And in that chapter, I uh, break down the three strange events that were allowed to go on the Internet uh, uh, of, um, I suppose I would call them mystery dramas, which in the old term, uh, long ago in early Christian days, you had these traveling players who would play out some scene from Christ's life or or from, you know, there were Jewish mysteries uh, of Moses in Egypt or whatever. And so these were religious dramas that took place at CERN. One is the dance, uh, probably uh, intending to be atoms and electrons, uh, and yet, kind of strange just to watch uh, without any subtext uh, they're not telling they're not interpreting for you they're just sort of planting it in your subconscious uh, then there's another one the next one uh, is a um, a supposedly mock uh, ritual sacrifice in front of the uh, statue well known at CERN of uh, uh, of Kali dancing with her many arms and her uh, you know, she is the goddess of uh, creation and destruction. Uh, so they had some sort of mock ritual sacrifice of a young maiden there. Uh, and there were guys there with cloaks on and the whole thing. Uh, and then the third thing was did not taking place at CERN, but was taking place near near CERN, not that far. And when I checked the latitude, because what I know about Satanism is that the uh, latitudes and longitudes are very important for rituals because they are operating in the geomagnetic currents of the earth. Uh, very important to know. Uh, so um, I checked and it was the exact same latitude as CERN and so I assumed it was connected to CERN though it was miles away. And it was a another weird ritual of an opening of a tunnel. You may have seen it, and if you haven't, you really need to look at it. I mean, weird is not even the beginning. And who was there? Well, the presidents and prime ministers of European nations, uh, very big wheels, uh, lots of global elite, all sitting there watching this horror of a drama that uh, that I, I can't even paraphrase, though I do do it in the book. I try to do it relatively quickly because you, you really must undergo it. That's what a mystery drama does. It does things to you subconsciously. And that appeared to be what they were doing. And it appeared to have to do with CERN because of the uh, exact latitude. So, um, so I, I kind of lay that out in this chapter. And then I talk about uh, how uh, particle accelerators work uh, what this particle accelerator on the border between Switzerland and France is doing. Uh, I talked to Anthony Patch and he told, he explained to me how they were bringing in a new instrument called Awake and how uh, the thing that really captured me, and this will be too long probably to go into, but the, they have a D-Wave computer. Now the D-Wave computer, very, very important. This is the only adiabatic uh, quantum computer uh, that uh, Google has, Facebook has, most of the military has, but not the U.S. Army. They chose something else. Uh, CERN has probably other particle accelerators, etc. I mean, uh, it's very 
very conscious. It's a conscious computer. It only can operate in extremely cold environments. I mean, hmm. colder than outer space. Wow. Uh, so um, CERN uses the D-Wave computer, and the D-Wave computer is in charge of opening, uh, I suppose I'd call it uh, antimatter portals. And uh, the question Anthony Patch and I have is, uh, is this a, is this science or is this spiritual rights going on there? Are, are they attempting to bring in, because of quantum mechanics, and now we, we know that even if you don't believe in the string theory, you know that there are parallel dimensions going on. I mean, the, you know, the Eisenberg principle, there were so many things that have sort of bumped up against it in the, in the last century of science. Um, so are they attempting to bring in uh, other, I, I, I want to use the word entity, but it's not physical, it might be plasma, which is the fourth state of matter, uh, we don't know. But we know that, um, that uh, the magnetosphere a couple of years ago completely collapsed. I mean, collapsed. That's 22,000 kilometers up in space. And it is what protects us from uh, SR, uh, you know, CMEs and solar flares and, and solar radiation, et cetera. Uh, it collapsed when CERN was running full power. So, um, so yeah, what is going on there? And it certainly is part of the space program. No question in my uh, in my mind. Yeah. Um, how, Alana, to kind of close things out, uh, how do you recommend um, listeners uh, move forward with this information? Uh, you've 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 dug pretty deep on a number of different uh, levels for us and provided an incredible amount of information. There's, I think, alarming to to most the most people here. The most alarming thing might be that, for instance, there is a manipulation of their DNA, uh, simply being exposed. To the elements, and 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 like you said, it's 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 well, you didn't necessarily say this, but but there's a facade of trying to curb greenhouse gases here, uh, that 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 again is quite possibly it's simply a facade. Um, yes, and it is. Um, and and what's most important here, and and you spoke about vaccines, and and I know you've alluded to GM, uh, genetically modified organisms, uh, um, uh, but what's what's most important here is that uh, as as human beings, and 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 certainly as Americans, we have an opportunity to to stand up uh, and, and 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 voice our opinions, and so so that's what we're doing. Um, but there's a manipulation of our DNA and our and our in our in our genes. How do we uh, move forward and best defend ourselves and um, and, and 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 make a make a make a change um, from uh, from what's um, what, what's coming at us? This a new world of five G and 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 uh, and this this um, this space fence. Uh, how do you recommend uh, listeners uh, take action? 
Well, you know, it's it's a matter of what you call take action. We have the old programming, and, and programming it is, of, of democracy. You know, in the 60s, we were out in the streets. We were mm-hmm, protesting right. with signs. Uh, we were uh, confronting police officers, uh, that sort of street thing. Uh, in, to my mind, that's over. Forget it. That's, uh, uh, not okay. only do they have LRADs and ADS uh, in, uh, microwave instruments that will just make toast out of your organs uh, if you really are a problem, uh, but that can also be manipulated, uh, just as recently uh, some people in the streets somewhere, I can't remember where, maybe it was Portland, yeah, Portland, uh, they were uh, you know, upset, and uh, all that can be uh, pulsed, but with frequency uh-huh. to make people violent. It can wow. be pulsed to uh, make you uh, lie down in the street, uh, you know, and, and, and have sex. I mean, it's, it, mm. it's so beyond what the average American has because they have not told us. And our, our experts are silent. They've right, been right. threatened or uh, they want their careers worse than they want to share what they know. Uh, they may die if they reveal, expose these national security issues. So, uh, yeah, what do we do? Well, number one, um, you know, I'm saying to people when I go places to give talks, I'm just getting ready to go to California and New Mexico. Um, I, I say to them, you know, re-examine your lifestyle and, mm-hmm. uh, and make the decisions to really make a strong immune system. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And going to doctors and taking lots of drugs or antidepressants or antipsychotics, that's not the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the way Thank to go. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Sorry. you have got to look at your lifestyle and and make some decisions. You don't have to live like me. I'm a warrior. I'm at war. I'm, yeah. I'm involved in a very serious spiritual yeah. war for the future of humanity and the future of the planet but primarily the future of humanity, because they want us different. And I want you, everybody there, to have the right to have your own thoughts. I do not want them in your head. I do not want them telling you what to do by pulsing you through your cell phone with frequencies. Right. So, yes, we have been asleep, and, and I'm a 60s, I've been political since the 60s, been yelling, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. And finally, there I do see some signs of it with this 5G, which, by the way, will uh, shatter my, mitochondria. Uh, and uh, so DNA, yes, uh, DNA is in under threat. Uh, but I would say, Ian, that the number one is to re- reclaim your mind. Turn the TV off. Uh, maybe have a television smashing party. Highly recommended. <laughs> I've had two in my past. Uh, 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 get rid of your cell phone or at least put it in the car overnight uh, and sleep with your head to the north and turn your, radar, your, uh, your router off. Uh, start looking at your house as a potential enemy of frequencies that can be utilized by these weapons that you are not being told about. You're going to have to believe me on this. And, you know, read my book. It's the only book there is on this particular militarized full-spectrum dominance thing that's going on that we are all plugged into. This is what we must do. And then, you know, if you get involved in the movement, the anti-geoengineering movement, there are people who know their Petri dishes and their little laboratories and are experimenting with various ways to get these nanoparticles out of us. Mm -hmm. Because we're breathing new ones in every day. Um, And Alana, you've got 
you've got uh, all of your information fully fully supported uh, by by legitimate sources and and whatnot, so that as listeners uh, begin to research you and purchase your book, um, everything is very well researched and backed up. Oh yeah. Yeah, and don't feel like you need to read all the footnotes. That's just for people who want to do serious research. Alana, thank you so much for joining Windward Radio and Discussions of Truth. Do you have any final words? It ain't over till the fat lady sings, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Excellent. Alana, thank you. Have a, Enjoy the rest of your, your day. And again, uh, thanks for joining the program. We look forward to speaking with you in the future. Thanks, Ian. Ladies and gentlemen, Alana Freeland, an incredible guest to have on this program, and uh, we are honored to receive her and her knowledge and research and what she has contributed to helping make this country uh, a great place to be but as you listen to her there is so much work to do we are falling behind i will cut to a short break i'll be right back and close this program out you're tuned into winwood radio this is discussions of truth Metallica, 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 that is Seek and Destroy. Seek out corruption, destroy it. What an incredible show today. Alana Freeland, Under an Ionized Sky, that's her current book. I recommend that it be read. You are not going to get any of this perspective 
And I think she alluded to it. There's not another book out there. Nobody's written a book like hers out there. Nowhere in mainstream media. You heard it from her. Smash her TV. She doesn't trust mainstream media. They're not going to even attempt to deliver to you what's really going on. You've got to dig. You've got to stand up. Google's open source, so you're only going to be able to get as much as Google's going to let you get. You know, a lot of this stuff is tied into the military. Okay, well, don't go that route. Alana's going that route. Do what you need to do, but watching mainstream media is not the way to do it. And again, you are not going to get this perspective that Alana just brought you anywhere else. Maybe from Anthony Patch. But I, I just I do not believe you're going to truly get look, chemtrails, geoengineering, this is fact. This is happening. You're breathing these nanoparticles in. It's happening. Yes, we've had Ken Caldera on the program before. I'd imagine that Alana does not agree with his research and his perspective. Again, Alana is painting a narrative and a picture that an attempt to curb greenhouse gases? She didn't say it's not important. She didn't say that. But she's saying that's not what's really going on. And that's why... I've had on this program guests to talk about what's happening in vaccines. She brought it up. Autism. Parkinson's. Why are these diseases so skyrocketing? Autism is skyrocketing. Diabetes is skyrocketing. Is that because our the global populations are skyrocketing? Is that because of the fossil fuel emissions? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, well, you know, Fox News isn't talking about chemtrails. CNN isn't talking about these chemtrails. This is, the barium release in the air, it's happening. And a zoning adjustment after these fires devastate large portions of your state, California, Canada? Yes, this is real. Like I say, you are not going to get another perspective anywhere of what's really happening and what's really unrolling here or unraveling than from Alana Freeland. It, consider yourself fortunate to have listened to this program. No, go out, do the research. Prove her wrong. She's been at this a long time. But you do your part. Make your city, make your community, make your family, start with that. Make your state. And if you're not in the U.S., make your country great. And take the authorities, take your authorities to task. And if you're in America, you have no excuse. You just simply don't. Next week, we 
host Sam Faddis. He's a former JAG lawyer, captain, by the way, retired CIA operations officer. Sam's a graduate of the John Hopkins University in the University of Maryland Law School. His book, Beyond Repair, The Decline and Fall of the CIA, will be addressed. Next week, 5 o'clock, he'll join us at the 5.15 mark. I am your host, Ian Hamilton Trottier. You're tuned into Windwood Radio. And as always... Until next week, be awesome.